So, you know, from a retail side of things, staff are feeling the brunt of COVID. You know, you're talking about reps just not showing up sometimes for work or this this really low lift or low uh, staffing model. Um, you know, retailers are forced to shut down and lay lay a bunch of folks off. I think, you know, we had one of our customers, they had to lay off 90% of their staff, which was, so they really just had their bare bones head office staff working and that was it, all their stores had closed. Thinking of yourself in leading one of the senior leaders at IQ Metrics and also a lot of your dealers or a lot of your customers, what do you think makes or breaks a leader in times like this? Yeah, I don't think anyone in a leadership position could have ever prepared themselves for this. Yeah. Um, it's not anything we've ever, you know, learned in any school or in reading books. This, this, you know, is really new to everyone. Um, I personally think transparency mm-hmm. right now is what will make or break a leader and, um, really kind of be the catalyst to how, you know, teams function now and going forward. Um, I think, you know, sharing things with your team so that they understand why decisions are being made. I mean, you shared an example of someone having to lay off so many people. I've seen similar examples with many retailers. Uh, I don't think anyone would ever argue that uh, that was an easy thing to do. That must have been one of the absolute hardest things that a retailer or any business um, owner would be able to go through. So, you know, I think sharing um, whether it's, you know, things you're doing, are you cutting back spending, uh, sharing with your staff that, you know, you're applying for government subsidy or assistance programs. You know, if you are, your people should know that regardless of the outcome, you're trying to do everything you can uh, to keep the business um, in a good, safe place. Um, I think people need to see leaders doing everything they can to take care of their staff. Um, and you know, before you have to make hard decisions, I think just being transparent with your staff in collaborating on options um, on what can be done. So, you know, before mm-hmm. you jump to doing the decision, maybe throw it out to the team on, well, here's what we're faced with. Here are the realities of where we're at. Now, what do you think we should do with all of this information? And then I'm never going to try to imply this would be an easy thing. Um, because like I said, if you are forced into laying off, um, I think we have to consider that things are going to turn around and these are going to be the people you're going to likely need to rely on in the future when your stores start opening. So as much as you can paint the right picture for, you know, why this had to happen or how important it will be for you to keep lines of communication open for the future uh, and over the top empathy because, you know, that workforce and scheduling and, you know, good people, that's who you're going to need to have come back to you when things turn around. So the more transparent you can be, um, honestly, the better I think uh, it can help you right now. Has your leadership style changed in the last three, four weeks, or have you taken what you're, you were doing well before and just kind of exploited that a bit, a bit more? No, I think it totally has changed. So, I mean, I've really embraced the transparency side. So, I mean, I think I have a couple good examples where I think historically uh, we would have taken a topic, our executive team, we would have gone away, we would have made a decision and we would have brought it back to the teams to execute. Um, now I am bringing it to the teams first. You know, does this make sense? What do you think? What do we need to consider? What should we, you know, not do right out of the gates? 
And I have never seen our team collaborate as good as they're collaborating right now. So I, uh, we, we, we measure our engagement every single month, you know, yeah. how engaged our staff are across many different things. Um, in the month of March, uh, we had the highest engagement we've had in the history of our company. And I find that to be absolutely phenomenal given, you know, what we're going through as a world. So, you know, I've totally changed my leadership style to, you know, transparent, collaborative um, way of approaching any topic, small or large. And I think it's also really um, pushed me to fast track uh, trust in people. Uh, I have phenomenal people on my team. I've always thought they were phenomenal. And I feel more and more comfortable every day just saying, you go figure that out. You come up with the plan, strategy, everything. And this is going to be your thing. And I trust you to do it. So, you know, I think it's growing. I'm seeing people grow into really great leaders through all of this. It's been really nice. Yeah. And I think trust, trust and transparency kind of go hand in hand. Without trust, you're not going to be as transparent with your team. I think that's, that's something everybody can probably learn throughout this process is, you know, you're hiring these people for a reason. You think they're they're rock stars or they're they're kick-ass folks. So I think that's that's imperative. That if you have the if you have that trust and you believe in them, let them be part of the the solution. I think we saw that a ton at Staffflow in the first couple of weeks, where it was all hands on deck, having our customer success or account management folks really starting to think through. You know. This is what Staffalo looked like three weeks ago. This is where we need to shift it to help our customers. And a lot similar to probably you, a lot of our customers are leaning on us saying, hey, how, how do we manage to get through this? What are what are your best practices? Um, yep. And the team stepped up dramatically with shifting of what are those outreach campaigns to our customers? How do we effectively manage curbside pickup and appointment booking, all that stuff? I think that's People are smart when they're empowered to do a lot of stuff. It's it's incredible what they've done. So I think that yeah, that's to awesome. me is I, I I'd say that is for me that's the one thing I've taken away from this as well is trust in your team. You've hired them for a reason, and you can be as transparent as as possible and let them start to figure out some of the issues versus a few talking heads at the top saying no, this is what we should do. Very well said. I couldn't agree more. That's cool. Um, so, you know, I think IQ isn't necessarily in the same position as a lot of your customers or our customers. How do how do you think your customers regain the trust of of their team after they recover from this? If they've had to lay off a, a whack of people, how do you how do you think they regain the trust of those people or or brand new ones? Yeah, I um I think there is some low hanging fruit. I think there's some. <clears throat> People who are just naturally going to feel still uncomfortable um, coming back into uh, a retail space. So I think there's some low hanging fruit that everyone can, you know, do to adapt their stores, um, you know, to have a higher standard that COVID has so quickly made us learn on, you know, cleanliness, um, having hand sanitizer available at all times. So I think just making, you know, the stores a place that people feel safe coming back to is an absolute must, you know, first step for everybody. Um, I think, you know, for people to gain in trust going forward, again, I think that's where transparency from leadership comes in. You know, if something like this were to happen again, you know, we are going to do everything in our power to 
keep the business afloat. Uh, here's what we did. Uh, here's what we would do going forward. So I think sharing, um, you know, things they learned from all of this and even things they'd potentially do different. I think that's going to be important to people. People want to work for someone where they feel like that company has their back, no matter how big the company is. So, you know, I think making sure people understand that, you know, you're there not just to run a business, but also to, you know, make them have a successful career will be really important. So I'm going to close off with two final questions. One is, if you're to give any of your customers three pieces of advice to either weather this storm or think about how do they come out on top uh, in the next couple months, six months, however long this takes to get out, what would that be? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, I think number one, I would say, um, you know, don't assume we're going back to, you know, how things were and embrace the technologies you need to, uh, to make sure that you offer what the consumers are going to expect going forward. Um, and you don't have the luxury of waiting anymore. Those are things that really have to happen right now. And you kind of have to embrace this quiet time to get ready for the future. So I would say that. I would say we're going to likely see a huge shift in how we uh, retain and attract staff. And again, I think we're going to have to be really creative on that because, you know, we're in, you know, uncharted territory there. So I think planning for, you know, workforce optimization and recruitment is going to be a really big deal. Um, and then the third, I'll just say it again, is, you know, lean on the industry to help you do this. Uh, people don't work, have to work in a silo. Um, everything's gone virtual right now. So we're not in a spot to all be getting together and talking through this in person. So, you know, call up your other dealer friends and, you know, call up Statflow or IQ or whoever you need. I, I think amongst <laughs> us, we all have a, lot of wireless retail experience and any of us are going to be up to have a chat and you know talk through anything anytime anyone wants so i think we have to you know let our wireless community kind of step up right now and help each other you've been in leadership role for for some time now what what are the three things that you would recommend that leaders really need to take to heart as we get through this and get out on the other side, either learnings that you've had or just things you've noticed from, from others that would really help leaders set them up for success in the future? Um, I would say empathy is always something I'm very big on. Um, I've never, I've learned so much, you know, if you take the business out of it and you take, you know, IQ metrics or wireless out of the picture, uh, I've never learned so much about, uh, what people's just personal lives have going on that something like this can really, you know, change. I think, you know, we've put, um, you know, a lot of people up to have a super, you know, it's been very easy for them to just shift to working from home and, you know, nothing changes. And then I think there's other people that I've never considered how much disruption to their life this will be. You know, they've got little kids yep. that can no longer go to school. They have, you know, to balance all of that plus do their job. I've never really considered how much they have on their plate. So I think, 
you know, being empathetic to any single person and what they have going on um, and being flexible and adaptable to it. So not just, you know, uh, understanding how much they have, but actually trying to help them, you know, figure out how this new, you know, world works for them. So, you know, we've done things like be flexible with your hours or, you know, bring your kids to meetings. That's fine, too. So it doesn't matter what the example is. I think, you know, being empathetic to, you know, the people on your team and then being really flexible to, you know, embracing whatever they need to be successful um, is a really, really big thing. Sorry, that was a really long answer for point number one. <laughs> um, no, I'm good on that. <laughs> I think the second thing I would say is um, giving people a chance. I have just been nonstop impressed over the last few weeks over the creativity I've also seen with our staff. Um, and it makes me wish if I could go back, you know, for the last several years, I would have done so many things differently, you know, instead of how I approached it, I would have, you know, given other people the opportunity to do it and then, you know, see them thrive. So I I wish I would have given more people more chances over the years to take a first stab at something um, because I think they can do it better than me a lot of times, which I think is amazing. Um, and then, you know, the third thing I think would be just showing appreciation to you. You know, I couldn't thank our team and all the members at IQ, but especially on my team, I just couldn't thank them enough right now. You know, they're just so impressive in every single thing that they're doing. And I'm still trying to figure out, you know, the right way to, you know, show, you know, how much I am impressed or how much impact they're bringing. Um, it's still something I'm trying to navigate is how do we share the wins and how do we give the right acknowledgement, whether to an individual or a team? Uh, but there's a lot of it to be given right now. So uh, if you have an answer to that, I'd love to know it. But I'm trying to figure that one out myself. But I think it's really <laughs> important. <laughs> you know what? I think for us, we've actually we use Slack for a lot of communications. I don't think we use it as effective as we should, but. We we've set up a channel in Slack called Praise, and so it's it's almost giving a shoutouts to specific things, whether it's hey you've gone above and beyond or just keep at it, you're you're kicking ass. So I think that's that's what we've started using. Just so we, you know, especially with everybody working remote, it's tough to do celebrations and all that. So we've a lot of people have started to step up and use Praise for just day to day activities that have really helped the company move forward. Great idea. So that's that's all the questions I have. Do you have anything else you want to share before we wrap this up? No, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I just really want to encourage, encourage um, <clears throat> retailers to, you know, see beyond current state of whatever could be going poorly right now. Um, and, you know, there's some exciting things that we can do so that we can kind of, you know, form this new you know, whatever the new norm of wireless retail is going to be, it's going to take all of us together. And, you know, I think it can be an exciting thing. And we are now likely at a stage where we have to start planning for that exciting stuff, not uh, strictly focused on current state. So I'm personally quite well excited about, you know, we're going to where we're going to take this. Yeah, it'll be an interesting next few months as people start to come out of their their shells and, and really start to come back to somewhat of a normal state or whatever the, the new normal is. 
Final piece, where can our listeners find you if they want to connect? Uh, find me on LinkedIn and happy to chat with anyone there. All of our information is on LinkedIn, on um, our IQ Metrics website. And I'll just throw it out there one one last time is, you know, you don't have to be calling us for a reason as it relates to our products. Uh, any question about wireless retail or, you know, what we're seeing others do or friends and carriers, if you just want to have a conversation about, you know, wireless retail in general, just reach out. We'd love to talk about it. That's a great idea. The helping hand in this in this kind of time frame is amazing. Stacy, thanks for uh, thanks for being on on this. Thank you so much, Scott. Appreciate it.